Welcome to the Life on the Grow podcast. I'm your host, Alton Lorenzo Amor. And right now, I'm recording once again through my phone. I know there's something really wrong with my desktop or my laptop because when I try to record Anchor through there, it stops at five minutes. Please let me guys, let me guys, let me know if you guys can help me with this problem because I really want to start through it unconsciously or consciously and I'm going to help you help distinguish that but before all that I'm gonna give you guys the weekly update weekly update um, I was supposed to record this podcast yesterday but it was impossible for me to record because Brian could not stop barking Brian is our dog and um, you some of the new folks that is listening to this podcast right now we have 12 dogs yes 12 dogs might sound scary to some might sound like a dream to most but it sounds like a dream for me but sometimes we just get so irritating when one of our females get in heat and a lot of male dogs just fight for her love for her pose that's what's happening right now and i just pray to god that they won't make any noise while i'm doing this podcast episode because it's it's a long one it's a long one and this, there's my Viber message, and I forgot to turn off the notifications. Klutz. Alright, I've also been hoarding books. It's pretty bad because I don't have a lot of money, and here I am hoarding hardbound books. I typically do a major book haul every month, and I did that two weeks ago, and I just bought another set of books last week. Because, I don't know, I just found this book from TikTok, and then I did a video about book recommendations and then you guys suggested me books that i want to buy and it ended up ended up being a part two of my book haul it's fucking crazy so i'm just going to mention a bunch of books that i bought i bought the the 48 laws of power i haven't read that eleanor and park we were liars by e lockhart the invisible life of Addie larue by b.e schwab um Eleanor Oliphant is fine and the Institute by Stephen King Stephen King whatever you may call it yeah I'm very excited to look into those books I just hope I won't buy any more books because I feel like I'm just wasting away money if I don't have the time to read them in the first place which I have I try to you know give at least one hour in the day for me to read my books but you know buying books is never a waste of money unless you read them of course and put those knowledge into use put those words into works like what ryan holiday says all right moving on to the topic imposter syndrome or i stumbled upon this article from very well-minded by arlen kunkik pretty sure i butchered that name i'm sorry arlen So yeah, what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is when you don't feel as competent as other people perceive you to be. Linked to perfectionism and social context. In short, imposter syndrome is feeling like a phony. You feel like at any given moment, people are going to find out that you are not the person you are trying to convey. What causes imposter syndrome, you may ask? Some of the common signs of having imposter syndrome like self-doubt, an inability to realistically assess your competence or skill, attributing your success to external factors, 
berating your performance, fear that you won't live up to your expectations, overachieving, sabotaging your own success, and setting very challenging goals and feeling disappointed when you fall short. This is why we get burnt out. This is why we have a fear of trying new things because of this because of the reasons that I just stated earlier. And I'm going to help you how to manage that. And I'll, I'm also going to share a bit of my experience of imposter syndrome in the past, which is fun. Will it will be fun. I promise. <laughs> Not clickbait. The problem with imposter syndrome is that the experiencing of doing well at something does nothing to change your disempowering beliefs. So when you do experience imposter syndrome, you fear that trying new things might not get you anywhere because you're very comfortable of the thing that you're good at right now. So you must ask yourself, do you obsess every little flaw or mistakes in your work? Do you attribute your success to external factors? Are you sensitive to constructive criticism? That's why when we, when we try to start on a new habit, for example, we want to start working out because we want to build a better lifestyle or build a better version of ourselves. But our goals that we have set out to ourselves is to have abs, is to look better. This external factor or attribute that we have placed onto ourselves it's really not beneficial when it comes to crystallizing that habit because once you are able to achieve that goal you're just going to diminish after that goal because it's not something much deeper than that it's supposed to be innate internal when you try to set out when you try to embark on a new journey or habit the causes of imposter syndrome might be coming from your upbringing it might have come from how you were raised by your parents your parents might have obsessively valued achievements sometimes entering a new journey in your life can trigger imposter syndrome like entering the university you've always liked and upon getting into that journey you feel as though you don't belong or not capable i think for the majority of my my life i've been always been fascinated with sports you guys probably didn't know this about me i was part of you know a basketball team for the majority of my grade school my dad was the one who got me into playing basketball because we used to play a lot outside our house during our downtime I was into sports my whole life actually. When I was a toddler, I was heavily fascinated with baseball for God knows what reason. I don't even remember this part of my childhood, but my mom would like to bring it up every time she has the opportunity to do so. I guess there was something about hitting balls with a bat that sparked my interest for the sport. No context, okay? Where was I? Oh yeah, been into sports my whole life. I was also part of a little soccer team during my preschool years but unfortunately stopped after my coach accidentally kicked the ball in front of me and I stopped it not with my own hands but with my face. With my face. 
I remember a huge amount of blood coming from my nose, rivering its way down to my torso. It got to a point where my white soccer uniform turned red due to the excessive blood I was losing. Traumatized. Yes, I mean, I was alright. Little en- <laughs> little baby Enzo was willing to push on, soldier on, to see another day. But my mom immediately stopped me from playing the sport after that. She was traumatized. She was more traumatized than me. You know what mothers do? I don't remember getting sad about not being able to play soccer again. But thinking about it now, it sure did make me happy back then. During grade school, I was relatively bigger than most kids in my in my batch in terms of weight, which made my parents think that it would be a great idea for me to get to give basketball a go. It's not like my parents forced me to do something I wasn't comfortable with. I was also pretty excited, you know? It's kind of nice when you know so little about the world. I wasn't afraid of something new. I wasn't afraid of failing either. I wasn't also afraid of what others, people say about me. I was just having fun. All I knew was that it's going to be a lot of fun. Started playing third grade and instantly fell in love with the sport. Two years have passed and I've decided to play basketball competitively and attempted to be a part of the school's grade school varsity team. I can still remember the excitement when I saw my name on the list of the official varsity list. I'm not sure whether they really saw a potential in me or did they let me in because I was a big little fella that can easily intimidate the opposing team. I guess we'll never know. That lasted for four years. To make the long story short, after my second year in high school, basketball wasn't as fun as it used to be. Or I don't know, I just dreaded the training. Coaches, the coach made me hate basketball because they were super strict. They were just, they're just focused on you know, achievements. They don't really care anymore wha- how we feel about the sport. Anyway, I'm just very sensitive. <laughs> that That's how I felt. I just fell out of love, I guess. That's harsh, but it's true. But anyway, that didn't slow me down. And also, that didn't stop my mom. She thought that I'd be a great swimmer. Because she noticed how abnormally huge my hands and feet are. And I also have long arms. I didn't really realize that until my mom (laughs) pointed that out. I gave it a go. And, And as I grow older, I grew more conscious about what people think of me. But still, I did not think that starting a new sport wasn't such a bad idea. I think the biggest influence of this decision was just to avoid scouting. It was mandatory for students to join the scouts if you aren't a part in a varsity team. So I joined swimming because I was afraid or I didn't want to join scouting. Obviously, I was nervous as hell, most especially since I was still this huge guy who just got knocked off from the basketball team. I was the only big guy there in my swimming team and relatively darker. (laughs) So it was it was nerve wracking. I had already learned swimming when I was in grade school. My mom is always concerned of what might happen in uncertainty. She's always going around on the what ifs. You know, like what if while on a family vacation cruise, the the boat suddenly sank 
for I don't know what reason. Those type of what ifs, you know. Started swimming competitively in my junior year until I graduated high school. Never went through senior high, by the way. We were the last batch of not having to go through the additional torment in high school. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that when you're having an imposter syndrome, one of those one of the causes is that you are too worried about what people say about you. In Stoic philosophy, it stated that outside opinions isn't something we can control. We can control is whether we let that bring out the worst of us or not. So how to cope imposter syndrome? How do you cope when you feel you don't feel deserving with your accomplishments, with your current achievements right now? How do you cope with that? Or how do you start something you want to start, but you have a fear of other people's opinions or thoughts? Well, I'm going to go back to the article and state how to cope with that. First is, what are your core beliefs? Am I worthy of love as I am? Must I be perfect for others? Who am I doing this for? I also read, I forgot where I got this notion from, but it's impossible for you to not give a shit about what people say because unconsciously, subliminally, some of those thoughts will get into your head and it's going to subliminally affect you in a certain way. I think a better way to seeing this is to manage those opinions and filter out what which opinion you should listen to. You know, if it's conducive to your work or it's if it's conducive to the craft you're trying to master right now. And if it's unnecessary, just unnecessary backlash that you get just don't mind that because people are just going through something and they're just portraying that anger and they're just portraying that anger through words and giving hate spreading hate which is not ideal so share your feelings write down your feelings assess your abilities write down your journal what you're good at what you're bad at and give your some time to self-assess your capabilities. Question your thoughts. Moderately use social media because social media tends to affect our own decision behavior because we tend to compare other people unconsciously as well. So limit your use of social media. You know, if you're just going through TikTok for sheer entertainment, just know that it's just for entertainment, not comparing yourself to others. We all have our own different levels. You're not supposed to compare your level 1 to someone who's at level 50. You know, you don't know what they've gone through. And that's why it's never it's never good to assume someone with your own initial thought or impression because something is more much more deeper than that. Refuse to let it hold you back. Imposter syndrome is just worrying about the, p the opinion of others and what is something as the Stoics remind you, we have no control over. You grow and learn through discomfort. We are not supposed to live as human beings to be comfortable. 
Our ancestors in the past did not just wait around until food comes in. They literally had to go out and hunt as a group, collaborate each other's new ideas, trying new stuff so that they can live better for themselves. We're not, we are not crafted to be comfortable. We are supposed to do amazing stuff with our own amazing capabilities. That's all for the podcast. I hope you got something from this. That is all for the podcast today. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I thought it was longer. I hope you guys enjoy. Just keep in mind that your accomplishments are just a small part of you. Your effort, the system you had to go through, the ups and downs in between your start and finish is what makes you. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. If you like what you hear and if I've improved your life even by just the tiniest increment, then I've done my job. Then don't forget to follow Life on the Grow podcast on Spotify. Thank you guys again for listening. I love you all. And then don't forget, knowledge is not power unless it's acted upon. All right, talk to you guys next week.